Hello again, and welcome to Straight Talk, your intimate podcast of political thoughts. My name is Dean Flanagan, and today I have an interview with Steele James, who is running for Arkansas House District 21. Hello, Steele. This is Dean Flanagan with Straight Talk, Arkansas. Welcome to our show. I hope that you find this fun. Yes, Dean, and thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate you uh, conducting this interview. Well, it's our pleasure, and I hope that it will help you in your campaign. Steele, I understand you're running for the Arkansas House Legislator District 21. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you decided to run for state office. Okay, Dean. Well, I'll just work backwards uh, from here. I decided to run for office once I'd been down here on the farm for a few years. Prior to being on the farm, I had worked as the Director of Veteran Services in Benton County, Arkansas, uh, working with veterans specifically uh, related to their benefits and access to them through the federal and state government. During that, I found some kind of impasses for places about the government, such as access to health care and being related to one's income and just other issues that just didn't seem to meet the promise that was made to the veteran when they joined service. Before that, I'd worked veterans employment, trying to help veterans transition from active duty military back to the civilian world, whether that meant going to school or earning job field, depending on which job field they'd been in in the military. And before that, I myself had been a transitioning veteran coming out of the military and going to college. Uh, so that kind of brings you back my previous job employment history. So what brought me out of veteran services was the death of the family patriarch on the farm. It left my grandmother, a woman who made $660 a month from Social Security, who paid then about three-quarters of that back to the government or an insurance company in some form for health care. Mm-hmm. Left her in a position where she had to maintain the cattle on the farm in order to Me being a service-connected disabled veteran, I had a small income, and my wife being a nurse, we had the ability to kind of live wherever we wanted to, so we made that commitment to move back and give back to the family who had done so much to support me. We moved back to the farm, worked through the process of helping my grandmother and and, and raising a herd that had been demolished back to to 35 head, back up to, uh, oh, I think it was 60-something head, whenever my father retired from the highway department, took over the duty and the role of being the the farm, the the chief, if you will. Mm -hmm. So that left me with a lot of time. And during that time, I began to read and investigate because, once again, as a farmer, I found issues where the government maybe could have stepped in and helped beef farmers where they will be really quick to step in and help a row crop farmer with subsidies and assistance. It kind of seemed like during the drought they wasn't as helpful to dairy and beef farmers in this area as they are to row crop farmers every year. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that made me kind of interested now. I've, I've seen myself transition from a soldier through college, through an uh, employee assisting veterans to go through that same transition and process into employment, and then trying to help veterans get those benefits. And all along the way, even as a farmer, the government was in my way. Yeah. So. I got interested in the government, and so I began to pay attention specifically to my local representation. And I came to the startling realization that there had not been a contested race in my district for a decade. Mm-hmm. For a decade, the policies that kind of hurt the little guy but promote 
large industrial machines was representing my district. I looked around my district, and everybody was like me, struggling. Your district is portions of, fill me in here, Sebastian County, um, Logan County, Scott County, into Yale County. Sebastian, Yale, Scott, Pope, Polk, Garland, Perry, Scott, and Yale. Seven counties and over 13, I think it's 13 school districts. So it's a geographically, it's a very, very large area. Yes. And that represents roughly 30,000 people. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a broad area to monitor, communicate with, and represent. But it sounds like you've innovation comes from frustration. And I hear that several issues have led to some frustration. So you're running for state representative. Have you ever held public office before? I have never held a public office. No, no. No, sir, of no kind. (laughs) I can honestly say I'm not a part of this current mess. What does a county service officer for the veterans do? And who is the... County Veterans Service Officer. And who's actually the employer? Is that the Veterans Association or a state? You are absolutely the employee of, you're a political appointee of the county judge, so you work directly for the county. The state has the authority uh, to train you. You spend one day roughly, and you get a a manual a couple weeks before to review. One day of classroom training, and then a short test, and voila, you're the county service officer. Mm -hmm. You're now the sole source for veterans in your county to come to, uh, to answer questions about federal benefit concerning education, home loans, employment, vocational rehabilitation, and access to uh, monetary benefits such as compensation and pension. You've got this guy at every county, um, but at any rate, they're not all created equal. So a veteran, depending on your zip code, you're being discriminated against. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, and I say that because I've experienced that. I was the vice president of the Arkansas County Service Officer Association, so I knew every county service officer in the state. Doug Borkwin, uh, resident up in Harrison, um, was the president all those years. And, and so I worked with every county. Uh, we had service officers that ranged in age from 25 to 85. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine their ability to operate a computer, a printer, a fax machine, even a telephone system. Mm-hmm. much less answer uh, benefits in an ever-changing climate. So uh, veterans found – I had veterans all over the state coming into an office in Benton County that was set up to provide services for one county, not the state of Arkansas, but we somehow managed to provide services for the state of Arkansas uh, with little to no assistance from the state. Yes. I was the only county in the state of Arkansas that had federally, federally trained and accredited service officers. We could do it. We could look in the VA computer system just as if you were sitting at a VA facility, and we were the only county in the state that could do that. Yes. Wow. That sounds like a opportunity to improve. Well, what I mean by that is there's room for improvement. Oh yes, that, that's the deal. So it, it brings us around to the problem. It's not been addressed since 1921. The program, its benefits, its training—they've not been touched. That legislatively, this has went. Un- unscathed since 19 and 21. 
So there is massive rooms for improvement in the program, but funding is always the issue. And, and it comes back to how do we fund veterans initiatives? Because there are more than one. That's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. The funding is, is going to be the chief issue, and it's just like the broadband service. You're going to see that in every issue we come across, somehow broadband and funding you know, are the issues related to the problem. What issues came from reestablishing the cattle herd would provoke you wanting to change? or What, what legislation would you see that could help your district that's not oh, there I, already? I, I, do not foresee any legislation that can be passed locally that will affect the problems I saw as a cattle farmer. That's, that's a federal issue. Uh, it completely lies outside of the state of Arkansas. So there's nothing I can do legislatively to fix the issue that was apparent um, and is, is still apparent as a cattle farmer. So you're saying the farm bill from the, from federal Yes, it's the farm bill. It's, it's, it's hits, the farm bill, and it's, hits the small and it's the current beef farming. Yeah, I see. What well, inhibits your district in general for greater stability of commercial development? You're in a rural, very rural district for our state. Not well, obviously, only, but, access to utilities and highways. Uh, it's it's not just access to highways, but it's our current infrastructure. It's crumbling. Our bridges are, are horrible. Uh, the roads between each bridge, is, uh, they're horrible. There is no broadband access on a wide scale. We, we've got the schools. We've got the people. We've got the kids. We've got vocational programs. District 21 is unique in the fact that, that we have pretty good schools that produce pretty much what our market needs, which is trained technicians, plumbers, uh, carpenters, uh, uh, electricians. Uh, we, we've got a school with a standalone vocational program in Walden, Arkansas that could turn out mechanics like crazy. We don't have the infrastructure for those kids to go to here locally and, and no real drive for them to do it because they don't they don't see it happening. I take it and, many and of them move really out sad. I take it many of them move out of the district to find work too. Yes, some of them do and the ones that do are successful. The ones that hang around here I, for whatever reason and don't leave are caught up in the same problem that we have everywhere else in rural America. They end up with an opioid or a methamphetamine addiction. And, you know, it's it's the lack of that drive that I think becomes from the lack of a local opportunity, which is primarily driven because Arkansas is not very appealing to manufacturers because of our infrastructure. I mean, it's 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 horrible. Well, in addition to the roads and bridges, you mentioned broadband. The U.S. has a full wide-scale problem with Internet controls. How do you see um, small Arkansas coming to terms with its weak infrastructure in the rural area for broadband? Uh, well, it's, it's affecting our kids. I was at a meeting the other night in the Hot Springs Village. Um, part that's partly covered, encompassed in Garland County over there. And, and there was a woman that said that uh, three or four nights a week they have to get up, drive to Walmart where there's free local Wi-Fi, and download her son's work. So that's time taken out of the home to drive to a local Walmart set and visit the car, you know, while they, they download something that, they, that could be done at home. Mm -hmm. So it 
it doesn't really we're not really driving productivity <laughs> by requiring internet access points and terminals only in in smaller towns or, or in you know medium-sized towns but locally arquest communications received a federal grant to install fiber optic cable in the valley and so i have i have fiber optic i have broadband access in graveling arkansas i drive wow. to waldron arkansas and they do not have it i drive you know, in Yale County now, because of Arquest Communications, we have it. We have rural water. We have a sewer system coming, all because of federal grants. Well, District 21 is, is is not like that everywhere else. And, you know, as a Christian, I want my neighbor to have what I have. So I am driven to ensure that, you know, rural water and broadband service is spread throughout all of District 21. I mean, it, it's it's only fair for everyone to have the same access and the same, you know, equal access to this this utility. It's you know, internet is a utility, and we need to start looking at it like that. It is a communication utility, and and like the phone line, it should be available everywhere at the same level. I I think that's a good way to label it because that's what's going to separate your envisionment from others. I'm glad to hear that there's inroads. It obviously will also give examples of how to make it work and yeah. how well it can work. In your district, is Waldron the largest city in your district? Waldron is going to be the largest municipal, yes, yes, the largest yeah. municipality in the district. So Mina carved out and next district over. Mina carved out, yes, sir. And, yeah. and, it stops uh, before you get to Hot Spring Village area or as you get to that side of the lake? As you get to that side of the lake, it plays out, yes, sir. When it comes to statewide vision, what do you see for Arkansas when it comes to economic development outside of your district? Yours. You know, economic, economic, the biggest economic development boom that we're going to get in this state is if we solve the uh, cost of access to health care. We've got an argument going on at the Capitol about people that uh, get their health insurance for free. And uh, nobody concentrates on those that don't get it for free, those that are out there working and having to pay for it, and the extreme cost that they're paying. And in my district, regardless of what the Republicans would like to think, there are a lot of working people that are paying way too much for their health insurance. Mm -hmm. And if we could find some way, Dean, to solve that problem, we could absolutely uh, raise our middle class up by, by putting more money in their pocket. And, and it's the kind of money, you know, that they're going to spend on houses and vehicles, and, and they're going to drive our economy. It's going to—it's truly going to do what they always envision trickle down with do. It, it's going to be that driving force. If we could find a way to bring down the cost to access health care in this state and in this country, the economic boom will be—it'll blow out of the water any— Gains made by the markets in 2017. It, it'll it, it will because it will help out the majority of our Kansans. Do you have honest answer? Have you heard any suggestions on ways to fund or restructure healthcare that are appealing to you? 
Dean, I have seen a, a lot of different ways that they could structure our system as a whole that would be effective. Among those, I, I can't say that I have the expertise to, to label out which one would be better. But among them, a single payer uh, stands out as the most affordable way to do it. I, I, I'm not going to say that it's the best, but as far as cost, as a whole for the nation, it, it seems to be the most affordable uh, way to do it. Uh, I use the, the VA system. I, I'm odd, okay? Since I was 17 years old, I've had some form of federally provided insurance. I joined the military at 17. When I got out of the military, the VA stepped in. Because of my service-connected disabilities, my family is covered. Healthcare problem is a crisis not in my household. So Access it, to it might be. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> now I, there you go. I bet access to it might be because you know there's some places now where they might not accept my insurance because of the government premiums they must agree to pay mm-hmm. or, or, or to charge. You know, and and so I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but I can tell you what we're currently doing, and the conversation they're having is not constructive to fixing the problem we have. I've looked at your website. You describe yourself as, I'm a different Democrat. Yes, sir. What do you mean by that? Explain that. Well, you know, a lot of times when I meet people out in the public and they find out I'm a Democrat, the first thing that they think of is Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. And no offense to Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi, but that's not me. And so the Democratic Party is a big umbrella. Mm-hmm. And I'm different from what you typically think of when you think of Democrat. I, you know, I'm a Bible-carrying, gun-owning, hunting dog-using, four-wheel drive, truck-driving, cattle-prodding Democrat. You know, I'm I'm a Southern-born a, a veteran, man. Uh, you know, I'm American. I'm a Democrat. And and that's different from the perception that's, that's, that's taken on us nationally. And so I just I I want to differentiate, you know, from not necessarily what it is to be a Democrat, but what it is thought of to be a Democrat. So what makes you a Democrat versus Republican? I care about the poor. I care about the middle class. Um, I'm a product of public education. I use the GI Bill, a service uh, provided by the government to get my education. Um, I know without a doubt that at some point there was calories put in my body uh, on food stamps. I see that uh, Social Security provided um, not necessarily the backbone, but a support system for my grandparents as they aged. I saw Medicaid and Medicare pick up and provide them, uh, my grandmother, health care. All of the important services that Democrats hold as chief and uh, most important, uh, as planks in the party, uh, that's why I'm a Democrat, because Democrats care about people. Democrats care about humanity. It's uh, it's not driven based on money. It's driven based on decency. Amen. Thank you. Is there anything more you would like to tell voters? Whenever it comes down to statewide policy, I'm just going to try to enact policy that – that I know, and that's, that's veterans-related issues and benefits. Um, I am open to any educator or any 
anybody in the healthcare industry that would like to come forward and educate me and assist me in crafting policy that would help the state of Arkansas. But as far as when it comes right down to Steel James and what he can do for the state of Arkansas, it's strictly related to veterans. And those issues are veterans' employment, veterans' education, veterans' health care, and access to those benefits. And I can honestly provide educated assistance to the legislature to fix the problems that a lot of our veterans face in this state. Outside of that, District 21 has some severe issues that we need to fix, and those are related to cell phone service and utility in our infrastructure. Outside of that, sir, I just want to let the people know that I am in the public, and I will be. I'm in. I'm out and about, and I will be so after the election as I am before the election. I will be have an open door policy. I'm easy to access, and I'm easy to get to. Please seek me out. I want to change District 21 of the state of Arkansas for the better. Sounds good to me. That's really about all I've got to say. Well, that was Steel James. To learn more about him, you can visit his website at steeljames.com. That's S-T-E-L-E-J-A-M-E-S.com. Or visit his Facebook page, Steel James for District 21. He's eager to talk to people and quite friendly, so give him a call at 479-393-9354 if you want to learn more directly from Steel. Thank you for listening. Every time I hear the people cry Don't you know that the man is gonna lie I try to tell them that they have a choice